Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forest Dyer Stout. Ross. Are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. Today, we have two of the best Cage Warriors has ever had. We have the current lightweight king, George Hardwick, and the Welsh gangster, Oban Elliott, fresh off a trip from Vegas. They were over there doing their media for Dana White Contender Series. Oban, we'll start with yourself. How was the Vegas experience? Uh, it was amazing, mate. I've dreamt about getting there for my whole life, so, like, fuck, it's not really sunk in, mate. It's amazing. I'm so glad I've actually finally finally done it. In a way, I've already made it in my head. And the, at the Vegas is a amazing place. I just couldn't, I was in awe of it the whole time, you know what I mean? Amazing. Amazing. Oh, class. And the food is mad as well. There's loads of food, which I'm sure our companion will, what do you call it? Dive into detail. George, take it away, son. I've just fucking hijacked the show. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, like I'd never been to Vegas before. You know, my dad had been and he said he didn't like it, so I didn't know what to expect. I just proper loved it. And the main thing is I'm glad that they took us out for media like nine weeks out. So I could proper enjoy the scrant. It would have been a nightmare being out two weeks out where I had to diet and watch every fucking macro. But this one, it was good. I could have the full breakfast. I could have these mad... I thought omelette and chicken, that's a healthy option. But it's omelette full of cheese on top of a chicken enchilada. And drowning in this barbecue Cholulo sauce, which must be 90% sugar. And of course, I had to try, whilst it was in America, the American Vegas chicken parmesan to compare it to the legendary Parmel. I thought that was only a Middlesbrough thing. And out of 10, uh, George, what, what are you giving the American version to the Borough version? Probably like a solid a solid 7. The Borough is, isn't even a 10, it's an 11. <laughs> but, you know, it's a bit stodgier. The tomato doesn't hit the same as the bechamel sauce and a proper Parmel. But a Parmel, is it what? Is it, so it's just like a chicken breast covered in Parmesan cheese? Fried chicken. Bechamel, cheese, grilled, and you have it with garlic sauce. And then sometimes in the cheese, you have like jalapenos and uh, but and pepperoni. That's a hot shot. So, so what you eat, <laughs> do you eat it with like a like a knife and fork? Yeah, yeah. And then chips and salad. Good three thousand oh, calories. In yeah, so it's like I, that's what I mean. That's what I didn't quite understand. I thought like a parma is it like a like a baguette or something? Well, people have done parma baguettes. The pure palm was just a big slab side of a bin lid on your plate. So it's a slab of fried chicken covered in parmesan cheese and all sorts, like like bechamel, all types of cheeses. Sometimes people go mad rash and put kebab meat on it, and it's like oh, four thousand calories in one meal. Uh, it makes you feel meat. like you've ingested acid, Ooh. but it's, it can't beat. Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> T- t- tell us uh, tell us this oh, and we'll start with yourself uh, how did the call come about for Dana White Contender Series and what was your reaction when you first heard about it I fucking I don't know I, I literally burst out shaky my manager Richard Short he fucking he had me at the gym and he said look I've ordered you something 
make sure you're at the gym to fucking get it, yeah. I was saying, I just dropped my brother down to Cardiff. I had an early morning and I was actually on a run while it was happening because I didn't think I'd have time to catch, go to the gym. And he said, oh, make sure you're there. So I set off on this run. I fucking, I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, turn around, run back. And then he was like, oh, you'll, you'll laugh. And I was like, oh, what is it? Like a fake tan set or something. You and I are close. So I'm thinking, he's as if he's done this to me now. But I got to the gym now. I was on time. There was no tra- hardly any traffic on Saturday, so I was on time. And then he pulled me upstairs, and he was like, "Right, if you don't like it, send it back." And he gave me his phone, and it was the fucking the email of Sean Shelby, and I just burst into tears. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it was mad. I fucking burst into tears, man, because like he was trying to get me. Like we were in touch with the UFC, see, for UFC London. Do you remember that? Yeah. Remember yeah. So, but uh, they come back with someone else they said uh it's been taken care of so i was like ah, all right well, i was a bit of a shot in the dark then i fought uh Sheehan, and then in the time in like the week i'd fought Sheehan, shaky was just chasing shelby up like fucking non-stop and then uh he said here it is um oban elliott versus cake brito or kayak brito yeah. um august 22nd Dana White Contender Series, let me know if he's in. And I, I was like, well, one million percent. And then, yeah, we, Cage Warriors were, you know, that you know they were very understanding. They We spoke to the main man, Ian Dean. He honoured the, the release and the fucking dream came true right before my fucking eyes. I couldn't believe it. It still hasn't really sunk in. No, we'll definitely get into that more as well because we yeah. there's definitely more to unpack there. But George, like you, you're obviously the you've obviously defended the Cage Warriors lightweight title three times, and there's a lot of people waiting for calls to the UFC now. What made? How did this all come about? Because you were obviously previously offered the opportunity to fight into the, at UFC Paris, and now you have to take in the Contender Series route. So uh, can you tell us how it all came about? So yeah, that offer before it was a very late notice thing in an ideal. Unideal circumstances because it was just coming off the wall with Driscoll and like, yeah, that's not a physically healthy choice to make. Uh, I was in Crete, I don't know, even logistically, I don't know how that would work. But I got offered this, and because I've been hearing a lot of people saying, You should get a straight contract, you should get a straight contract, this, that, and the other thing. Um, so I saw it, and like any offer, I go to Abdul, my coach since day one, Abdul Mohammed, not your opponent. No, no, not Abdul Kareem, my coach. You DM'd Abdul your Muhammad. opponent. But, uh, yeah, DM'd him. But I went to my coach, Abdul Mohammed, and just first thing he says is, what's the question? Just go there, knock him out. Dana's there. Knock him out. Get a contract. Easy. You fight harder people anyway. Go get the contract. I'm like, yeah. And it's a perfect time because it'll be time to fight in August. And everything stays healthy. Fight again at least once by the end of the year. Because I want three fight years still aren't much. I want to fight, fight, fight. I suppose that's something that you always harped on about, George, that uh, as long as it sticks on your, your fight schedule, you're a game ball for it. And if it fits in your fight schedule, you know, I suppose fighting on the Contender Series is good to defend your cage warriors belt again. And it's next to a guaranteed ticket into the UFC with a win. Yeah. So, can I, can I jump in and suggest maybe, George, you've got the same mentality as me. Imagine you get a straight UFC contract, right? Or you go on a contender series. What do you do differently? You're obviously going to go there and try and win your fight and finish the fight. Yeah. 
Man, it's so, just fight, so how is Finish this? It's, it's not for, for, from a fighter's perspective. It's like, well, why? Oh, you can do this and you do that. Oh, but like, no. Why would anyone want to lose a UFC debut number one? And why wouldn't they? Why would they make it a snooze fest number two? You got every fighter really realistically looks for the finish number three. So it's kind of like, well, what's the? I in the sense of like George getting the. I I even said to you at the fucking breakfast thing, didn't I? I was like, I couldn't believe. But then again, I guess it's you know, whatever. Isn't it? But I think yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose there's a bit of each each their own, but uh, I think it's it's a golden ticket. And with that as well, the contender series, like you look at Jamal Hill was on the contender series. He's the light heavyweight champion. Johnny Walker was on the contender series in Brazil. He's top five. Uh, Sean O'Malley was on the contender series. He's fighting for the belt next. You know I mean, like it, it, it's a proven track record that some of the guys off the contender series go the whole way to the top. Mm. George, so, yeah, my, George, I'll, yeah, I'll my. My favorite fighter in the UFC at the minute has come off the contender series, uh, Jack Della Maddalena. Yeah, he's uh, George. Also, um, the ultimate fighters on at the moment as well, and it was in the they're doing the lightweights as well. Did, 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 did an opportunity like that come across as well? No, I didn't hear anything about the ultimate fighter. To be honest, contender series makes more sense as a fight. Get a get a knockout, get a contract type deal. Yeah, we just want to let people it's much know more right straightforward. Now. We're just letting people know right now that George is taking on Abdul Al Sawadi on week two of the Ultimate Fighter on the 15th of August. And Oban will be fighting Kayak Brito on the 22nd of August and week three. Both will be fighting on a Tuesday night. So week after week, you get to watch two lads competing. Um, lads, what was it like when you ran into each other over in Vegas? Did you know you were both there? <laughs> no, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was over I knew he was there from Instagram, but I didn't know I was going to bump into him at the fucking breakfast thing because I didn't know if your paths would cross. And I was like, oh, here it is. Yeah, yeah that yeah, must have been was... a nice moment because you're both sort of chasing the same dream and you're both on the yeah, same path. It was, it was good to fucking see you, George. What about you? Was it good to see me? Yeah, yeah. It was fucking good. <laughs> trying to tutorialize what the breakfasts are like. Yeah, the breakfast food. <laughs> we were like, I was there thinking, right, I've got this. All I've eaten on the on the plane is eat fucking crisps and corn. And then I had corn dog when I got there. I was like, right, I gotta eat something fairly tidy, you know. Then I had the spinach and ricotta. No, spinach and mushroom. Yeah, mushroom and spinach omelette. I thought, yeah, there we are. And she went, do you want like fry something or hash brown? Or I picked what I thought was the healthy option, and it come out this. Fucking mule of an omelette with loads of cheese on, <laughs> and fucking this massive, this massive like it was like a loaf of bread and like, fried potato. I was like, oh well, all right then, fucking up. You could use it in like the brickwork of your house, the yeah. brown over there. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, well, all right then, and yeah, we would we would breaking that down a bit, and then yeah, yeah, we were just fucking mule and all breakfast, mule and breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, it was quality as well. It's a small, it's like a proper small world out there because me and Harry live like 30 minutes away from Davy Grant. And that's yeah. the first time Harry and Davy Grant, you know, in their close weight classes like Bantam Weight and 45, that's the first time they've ever sparred together. Was in Vegas, 8,000 kilometers away from home. Yeah, that's mad. That's just like mental how small the world is, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking crazy. 
lads, like we obviously want to ask you more about Vegas, but um, just a couple of things on Cage Wars. Like Oban, you're almost. I think you were set to headline Cage Wars Wales. That's going on on the first of July. Like, um, mm. like that show. I feel. I feel like was being based around yourself, especially coming off that win against James Sheen. Yeah. Like, um, like how's it feel now, knowing that you're not going to be on that card? Yeah, well, exactly. But I mean, that was the plan anyway. Yeah, <clears throat> was just to better my chances of getting a call up by the UFC. Yeah, you know what so, I mean, like everything yeah. was like that centered around getting this this call up. So then I knew about the July fight before the Sheehan fight. So I was like, "Fucking, I got to fight Sheehan," and then I got. To, but I was like, "It, it's all, it'll all be worth it when I get the call." And then they, they were real slow in getting a, an opponent, and they didn't send a bout agreement across. And it wasn't a title shot because Reese didn't get signed because that was kind of the plan. Reese gets signed, I then fight for the. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 all knew Reese wasn't going to turn over in fucking six weeks, so uh, or eight weeks. So the plan was um, to yeah. I was thinking, right, is it an interim title? But it wasn't even a title fight, and I was thinking, fucking hell. All right, whatever. It is what it is. Ed main event, beat this guy, and then fucking go on. Hopefully, get the call, see what happens with the title fight, whatever. Yeah, but then in the time that they were potching about, they had that San Diego show. We were kind of hanging about, thinking, "Well, ooh, what's it gonna be? What's it gonna be?" Shaky, no, well, Shelby, come in the email box. So I guess you snooze, you lose. He were they? Were they planning on emails? Were they planning on putting you against Mason Jones? Nah. No? Nah. Alright. Fuck okay. knows what the crack is with him. Because he I think I think they had to kinda <laughs> smart how he's back there now and I'm here fucking hell, isn't it, mad? Um yeah. I think the I don't know I don't know I never heard nothing about him fighting. I don't know what he was trying to do. Cause he you know, he lives a stone's throw away, but he's way that's where he trained in fucking Middlesbrough or something. But, um, yeah, I don't know what the crap was there. They were trying to get me. They were, there was all sorts of names thrown in the app. But nothing. I think you were pointing the Bulgarian fellow, weren't you? That, but, that, right. but that, again, that we had no bout agreement. I think that was yeah. like an idea. So, uh, don't know about that. You know, Cage Warriors kind of, you go through like 10 people before you actually get a fight. And uh, in that time, <laughs> in that time, <laughs> Shelby fucking come in. Do you know what I mean? I've shown Shelby the U and the UFC deem me suitable to go on their contender series, but Cage Warriors don't see me deem me suitable to fight for a title or even an interim title. Then what is that? Do you know what I mean? Ah. <laughs> so yeah. Are you intoxicated or something? George. George, you're obviously the reigning champion of Cage Wars in the lightweight division. What, what's the sort of situation with there now? Do you have to like vacate the title, or do you keep it no matter what? I'm pretty. We haven't even discussed it, but I'm pretty sure it's a vacate type deal because here's, here's what a proper champion does: proper champion wins it, defends it, mules people, even if it's like a four week notice fight or whoever it is, and then when they get offered a fight for a contender series or whatever. They'll go do that fight and vacate it. You know, Fucking some champions think they're like, oh, the world, and they'll just post on social media, 
I post shit on social media, but I'll take a fight like that. Where's the fucking camera? Like that. Southpaw here, so it's confused me. But mm-hmm. like that. You know, some champions, they get a belt and they get some names, they get a blue tick and just sit on their ass. <coughs> Paul Hughes. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm that, just all about I mean, fighting. Got, it is what it is. I mean, you can't... You got the you got you have got like the fucking reigning champion here, George Arwick, right? And he's like fighting every 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 country they can think of, flying through and mooling them as we as we say. Yeah, they're even drafting like, people in from all the places from. You know, we all think Paul's and and Paul has got a UFC call up, but we're gonna get a UFC call up. But when did he last fight? What's going on with him? November fourth. Yeah. See, he just fight. He's, I don't know. Paul's a fucking. I maybe he's you know he's got something guaranteed, but like I'm seeing him like trying to get signed out. I'm thinking, fuck, is he just gonna like sit out for ages now and not fight? You know what I mean? Like we were only I just don't... talking about this, Russ. Like yeah, there was talk like, about George, it, uh, George against Paul, Paul, Paul fucking, wasn't it? Paul is a fucking like uh, me and him come up together. He is like a good, say good friend of mine. When I say he is, I class him as like a good friend. You know what I mean? So in the fight game, especially mm. like I don't know, I don't see yeah. him and. But you know, I always catch up with him. We've got we want we've always wanted the best for one another for years now. But it'd be shit to see him sit out. I hope he's not sitting and waiting for the UFC. I was gonna actually message him the other day and find out, but I just thought hey, that's his business, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know what I mean? You know, I respect him massively as a martial artist. You know, his his past two fights, the chariot fight and the Vichenic fight, are just incredible displays. But there was one of them a year. It's like he's had one fight a year for three years, something like that. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not happy having three fights in a year. I want more. Yeah, I I know he has been plagued with uh, some injuries at the moment. He's over in uh, Kilcliffe MMA over in uh, Florida. Is he injured? Is that what it is? I thought he must have been injured because I'm thinking surely he's going to fight soon. I hope he's not just banging on the UFC coming in. Yeah, because I think I think the idea was to get him on the Cage Warriors Dublin card, but then he was injured for it. Ah, on that one. Yeah, so I think that. Oh, that, well, there that we are then. That's fair enough because that's my. Yeah, that's fair enough then. Yeah, but uh, look, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he'd like to be more active as hell. You know what I mean? So yeah, he must be injured but, then. Uh, I didn't. I forgot about the injury. Yeah, he, he seems to be back training full time now. So like, hopefully, hopefully that works out because he, he he actually went to Thailand for a while before Cage Warriors Dublin. I don't know whether he picked up an injury there or got an injury when he got home. Well, I'm pretty sure the plan was to have him on a cage where he's double type car. Probably staff if and it's then, Thailand. Probably. Yeah, and then... He Everyone's was, going uh, over there. He, when it came to cage where he was double, like, he, was just, he just seemed to be doing everyone's corner. So uh, that yeah. was that. And then he's over in Kilcliffe now. So who knows whether, you know, does he fight at the next Dublin card? Does he fight on one of the London cards? Uh, I think he should get. Knows, in the, totally should get in the UFC. The UFC. Yeah. He should. Paul hmm. does deserve to be in the UFC. One million percent. I thought he would have. I reckon he's got something in the pipeline. I do. But then, well, I wouldn't be surprised. But then hearing like George's perspective is like, is he? Well, because as I said, like me and him when we see each other, I got ultimate hmm. respect. But I don't know what he's up to at the crack. So I don't know what the fuck with the. Like the same with Reese McKee. I thought that was a dead certain he gets signed, and then when I knew when I didn't get a title shot, I thought, "Oh fuck, he's not getting signed." Fucking hell! And that just made me think, "Well, I've got a long way to go because I didn't even have the cage where I was about yet." But boom, that's the, th- that's the thing. Do you think the lads are going to see you, you boys, on? 
the 15th and the 22nd of August and be like, you know what? I want a shot of that because the Contender Series goes on for up until, I think, late October, early November. I feel like people are turning their nose up at it. Like, fucking hell, this is, a, this is an amazing fucking... This is an absolutely amazing opportunity. But for me, anyway, I haven't even got a Cage Warriors belt. I'm just there fucking... I'm just there, do you know what I mean? But Yeah, you're loving life. Like... <laughs> I don't even have one on there. Like, go on. Um, but I, I don't know. Is there a sense of like entitlement going on? I, 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 I actually think sometimes it's the media that go, oh, they should skip the contender series and go straight yeah. into the UFC. But like, which I, I, think... I appreciate. I appreciate people mm. have these opinions of us. Look, yeah, I, I just look at it as a fight. Oh, yeah, you don't. Oh, you don't. See, you don't feel like people are looking down on you in any sort of way, George. Do you? No, no. People. There's been a lot of uh, articles, media talk saying he should have got straight in. He should have got straight in. But I just have the old school UFC 40 Chuck Liddell mentality. If I can't yeah. knock this guy on Contender Series, what business do I have being in the UFC? These, especially these divisions: 35, 45, 55, and 70. The most rammed divisions in the sport. Nothing is deserved by anyone. Nothing is owed to anyone. There's killer after killer after killer after killer from every corner of the world in these divisions. And um, right. My goal is not to be owed an opportunity so I can say I've had three letters to my name. My goal is to fucking smash all of them. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be your goal if you're a martial artist? So I'm not but, trying to... Right. As much as I spam social media with all kinds of bollocks, <laughs> I'll accept the fight soon as. Fucking right. I There's said you bouncing, George. There, I said... I am, I am flown all the way over across the fucking world to tell you I'm happy to be here. I've come here to tell you I'm the fucking man. Belt or no belt. Fucking and one more defense. for the bad guy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> title defenses, no title defenses. Fucking, I'm here to tell you I'm the man. Look at me with the fucking, do you know what I mean? I am, I am not in this for anything fucking less. So... I've took all, and do you know what? Do you know what? I've, <laughs> I've so took crack, all, lads. I've took all the fights. I took all the fights. Mule them. Should be here because I've took every. I've accepted them all in Cage Warriors. Every one of them, and half of them fucking turned it down. That's why I'm here because they know. Oh well, this guy's fucking. Look at them all saying no to this guy. Right, he didn't even need about get him up there. Do you know what I mean? So. That's and that the, at the end, that at the end of the day, it's what the UFC wants. Yeah, that's what I reckon. That's how I reckon they've gone. They've gone. Look at it. You know what I mean? They're not daft, are they? Yeah, but they so, also said that that's the man from Wales with the charm and with the biggest arms. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he does all the fucking arm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh fucking oh god, lads. Um, lads, do you think this team? But like, what did you actually get up to over there? How long are you there for? I know, I know, you ate loads what of food. The, what stuff, the media like, look like? Yeah, what was the media like? What was the behind the scenes stuff like? Oh, well, you, go on, George. You go first. Well, we had to fucking we had to fucking mule it out, didn't we? It was a full on workout. Fucking mewling around there, I was shadow boxing like it was a fucking biggest fight in my life. <laughs> same, same here, because you've been you like sat down all day, and what have you? You get your your interviews done, your photos done. And they want to film you for like strength and conditioning stuff. You know, good that good B-roll footage is like smashing pads with your coach, uh, fucking 
mule in a ground and pound bag, mule in these battle ropes. But the way they do it, it was like an interval session because it was like they go like 20 seconds off. I can mule these battle ropes and you do it for 20, 30 seconds and the camera's on you. So you put like 120% in and then they would move around for 10 seconds to get another angle and you've got to go again. Like, well, Jesus, this is a workout. But I was kind of like, I've been on a plane so long. I'm going to use this as an opportunity for a workout. I'm shadow boxing. And I think I'm, I'm going to go full now in a way here, do triple uppercuts and all sorts. <laughs> and then there was a good like half an hour between it. Me and Harry were waiting for the next station. So we thought it we're, we're in the boxing ring at the apex. Let's just let's just have a big roll like it's fucking Pancras in 1996 or something. We just <laughs> rolled for half an hour. Then we blast pads. We we actually thought, you know, let's spar a bit on camera. They might be able to use that footage. Blasting bags. It was, just, it was actually quite a big session, like. Yeah. Correct. I wonder yourself, Oban. Uh, obviously, George brought Harry with him. Do you bring some with you? Yeah, I brought I brought fucking uh, Johan from the gym. He's only seventeen. <laughs> He's the <laughs> oldest seventeen-year-old in the world. He's only seventeen. He's seventeen. Yeah, okay, he's fucking huge, isn't he? Yeah, he's only seventeen. He's um, yeah, brought Johan along for the experience, like, and uh, yeah, he's and I train with him a lot because he's similar size. He's he's massive for for his age, um, and I make it my mission. I tell him every day. I don't train. I don't train to be a UFC fighter. I don't train to be a good fighter. I only train every day just so that he could never overtake me in his lifetime. <laughs> I thought you were going to say become a world champion, but that's even nah, better. I just want to make sure that he never overtakes me, and I make it. And I just make sure, and that, that will never happen. I'm going to do. Do you know what I mean? Because he's only seventeen. He's like eighty-eight kilos now. He's going to be huge. I can't. I can't. Start driving over there and coming back thinking you're filled me in. This is never going to happen. So that's my motivation, and it's a yeah. good motivation to have because you get to keep the younger then of a seventeen year old. And did you did you have to do like talking to the camera pieces as well, lads? Yeah, like a sit down interview in it. Mine got really fucking like. Well, you'll wait and see what mine got like. Mine got fucking intense, but I don't, you know, intense. You old man, no way. No, um, I'm crazy. <laughs> I, I am fucking a bit crazy. But then George, I think, is crazy in his own way. He's a bit more like... I feel like me and George, back to back, going through like street, street altercations, I feel like we've got it all. We've got, he's got like the... That, I don't know. I don't, you're talking about yours being all emotional, like mm. emotional kind of roller coaster on it. I, just, I went on about PS2, what PS2 games I played. Yeah. Resident Evil 4, watching John Wick 2. Yeah. And then going to the gym because yeah, what's John Wick too? Yeah, like he's got that. I don't know. And then I'm just like a fucking. I don't know. I'm just a bit crazy. But he's then a Welsh, think, Welsh gangster. But yeah, exactly. But I think George is a bit crazy as well. <laughs> did you have? Did you have a few lines in the bag, Oban? Did you? Yeah, fucking yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I'm not going to say him now. I'm going to wait until you because it that runs just before I go out. But you know, I, I give him. I give him. I give him everything. And here's a real question I'll ask you first, George. Did they sort you out with any like, nice training gear and stuff over there? Well, they just sorted us with the plain clothes for the shoots and that. Um, I'm quite lucky I managed to get a training session at one of the big gyms over there, just the way the flights worked out. I managed to get a training session at Syndicate MMA, nice. which was like, it's awesome to see. There was a big spar in Matt. They have an amazing culture. It's probably where I'll go to spar in, uh, in Vegas because I want to go back there more and more and more and more. 
Yeah. Where it was like Michael Chiesa was on the mats, Tavalashvili, Khalil Roundtree. It's just, it's just sick to see, you know. And then you see, still, it's like a because we've got the letters attached to their name. They're UFC fucking veterans. Mm. Yeah, and they're probably like, all Austin heads to the George George Hardwick body shot. But um, no, but it's just seeing them sparring and like they're just practicing like anyone else, isn't it? Human beings, bro. I, I think that's one of those things. Until you get those three letters beside your name, yeah, like other people are convinced that these guys are doing something wildly different to what everyone yeah. else is doing, but they're that's, not. Like they're not. No, I think we're the boys. You are the boys. No, that's yeah. why you're here. Just you're the, boys, the boys are the boys' show. Just because we're from like, <laughs> you know, the assholes of the world, <laughs> like South Wales and Middlesbrough, it doesn't mean. <laughs> It doesn't mean that we're not we're not doing it right. Do you know what I mean? We we're here now, and uh, we're gonna fucking make an impact. I can assure you of that. I didn't I didn't go to any gyms. I just just look. I just walked the full length of the Vegas Strip. I can I couldn't get over the Las Vegas. Um, the my flights wouldn't work out to catch a training session. So, and overall, how long are you there for, lads? Two nights, innit? So in and out. Yeah, got the. You don't need Sunday to night, much. Sunday night, full Monday, went home Tuesday night. Mm. And then it, you will be both over again, like it probably just as long, maybe even longer. And um, yeah, it'll be, it's like, well, I think I got like six days. Nice one. Yeah, are you going to bring the shaky to... fella? You what? Are you going to bring the shaky fella? Oh, the shaky fella will be there. He won't fucking miss it, would he? No, <laughs> I'm like, shaky and Carl, the coaching team, and then. um. I'm going to fucking rip it up after this fight on that strip. By the way, shout out to Carl, cause, uh, and I hope he sees this, because I feel like Shaky's robbing all that credit, you know? Like, oh, well, Carl's, Carl's don't, think he, don't think he's robbing it, but... No, robbing Carl, it, robbing it. That's Carl... the type of guy he is, Shaky. You know what I mean? He's just trying to hog all the attention, you know? Ah, well, <laughs> 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 We're borrowed from artillery now for that, uh, for that quote. Like, Carl is a fucking... He's like, just, yeah, he's, he's in the coat. He's him and Shaky, like, there won't be... You know, you you Dude, need them both. Hard. Yeah, it's like it's you've their presence when one of them's not there, their presence is missed. You know what I mean? But Shaky, yeah. obviously, like sure MMA is like he's the fucking he's on the interviews and that. But Carl's just camera shy. He's a fucking dinosaur man. He walks. Carl is what you would, would George. You'll love this, right? Carl on a sunny on a weekend, right? When the sun's out, you don't hear off him. He's in his garden with his cowboy hat on, gardening and fucking doing. Or oh, he's in his shed fixing his motorbike, and then he just comes <laughs> over and teaches MMA, and he's intense as fuck. And then he just slips away. He just slips out the gym. He doesn't announce it. He doesn't say "see you later, lads." He's just oh, off he goes. And then sounds like sounds like the top the mule, session, doesn't he? And before the sessions, right when everyone's he's there like half hour earlier, and you just hear him going. <clears throat> Because he's upstairs just banging out bicep girls. <laughs> and then he comes downstairs and he's just all intense as fuck and he's screaming at us and like, yeah. And if you do something wrong, you'll go, right, that was shit, do it again. And then Shaky obviously is Shaky, you know Shaky, but I always say to Carl, I'm going to have to get him on one of these one day so people fucking know about him. And I always said, I, once I make it, they will know about him. So Carl's a fucking legend. He is an absolute legend. Yeah. Well, I'll coach Abdul's like that. Sure. <laughs> I'll coach Abdul's like that. He, he retired from MMA like 15 years ago. 
still, no one puts more rounds wrestling in than him. Yeah. On the Thursday night sessions, he's, do- you know, I'm in fight camp. I try and get seven rounds hard or eight rounds hard or whatever. And he's on the mats, like, done 15 rounds, but then just walks over, starts fucking doing wrestling exercises with the bands and <laughs> bicep curls and everything. He's a yeah. proper boil. Master weight. That's just where we wrap things up. Will the two of you be doing any training in the build up to your uh, contender series appearances? Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, cool. I'd love to train with you, George, but fucking. Yeah, it'd be sick. But you, you're real far away. Maybe we like meet in the middle or something. Yeah, but, it's like. Oh, you. I mean, I don't know what you, but you could boys. I don't know. This what. But I mean, you're always welcome to fucking train with us. Both of you could stay at mine. And you could train with yeah, us. Same, same goes. Right? I mean, I don't know. If, there are a few boys who do a lot of traveling. I tend to not. I don't really travel because I work full time. So like me traveling is kind of hard. Like I can't just take a week off work. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. I'd love to train with you. Fucking hundred percent, mate. You are the champ, the man to beat. Well, that's so, something yeah, we have that's something we have to look out for now, Ross. Look, we're making relationships here as well, Ross. Yeah, I just want one promise out of the lads that if uh, you do your training session together, there'll be a photo afterwards about wearing the energy of the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find mine. I, I can't my... wear these tidy because my fucking nose. Look at that. No, uh, Shaky has a pair as well, George. You can rub his. Yeah. Oh, trying. yeah, I'll have to do that because I think I've got a pair somewhere or I might have left it in Crete or Marrakesh or something. If not, you can just rub Harry's. Yeah, just rub Oh, rub yeah. Leon's. Easy, or yeah. Leon's, man. Oh, easy, man. He brought this. <laughs> He's a That's... dirty old boy, man. No, Harry. Are we going to talk <laughs> about George and Harry with the fucking, with the Las Vegas women on the strip? Are you going to tell him? You going to tell him that story, George? Oh, the fucking... was... these, <laughs> these lasses dressed like Playboy bunnies or whatever. I don't know if they're. Yeah, but what about what about the one I seen coming out of your room early hours of the morning? Are you going to tell the boys that? Nothing. That's her room. I don't do that. But, yeah. uh, Whatever, boys. Well, yeah, there was some... Never trust was, the Hardwick, yeah? <laughs> there was uh, someone... I don't know if she was part of a legitimate institution or was a, a lady of the street, but she was dressed like a Playboy bunny. And she just walks over me with these fuzzy handcuffs. And suddenly I go from thick borough drawl to, like, 1700s English tea and scones. I'm like, no, no, madam, no. <laughs> No, madam, no. And I'm trying to fucking mule it to the In-N-Out burger. Yeah, get out of there. I did, yeah. I They are quite intimidating. I just kept my fucking head down. But yo, and... Oh, I better not. He's got missing. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never Jeez. mind. Oh, Elliot trying to do everyone dirty at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This should be on it. Yeah. This should be, this, this this should be the only fans content. Yeah, this, this, is, this, this should be on a different platform, lads. Well, lads, honestly, when we saw the two years over there, we were absolutely buzzing for you. We want to get you both on uh, in, again in the build-up. But we, but seeing you both over there, we were like, look, it'd be great to get the two years on together. Yeah, um, two huge personalities in Cage Warriors, like both going to be missed as well. I think myself and Ross had a little cry about it. Uh, Ross more, so I, I just consoled him a bit. But yeah, thanks but more we'll, for joining we'll us. We'll still, be, we'll still be there. Maybe we could do a little exhibition fight, me and Hardwick, and have a little, have a little spa. Yeah, you're having that in short martial yeah. arts. The two yeah. the glass. No, but in the in the cage warriors octagon, maybe we could have a little a battle royale. Like yeah, fucking half time entertainment or whatever you well, that's <laughs> what the Americans would call it. Yeah, call yeah it Cage better. Warriors Squid Games on, on the on the infra. Yeah, fucking right. There we go. Yes, boys. Do you have anything else to say before uh, we wrap things up? You two are the stars of the show. 
that thanks for having us on, George. I'm really happy for you, bro. Yeah, buzzing for you as well, mate. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, I'm, uh, we're gonna smash it, mate. We haven't come here this far to get this far. We're gonna smash it. Yeah, you lads, we're, we're gonna smash it, lads. We're gonna smash it. Uh, Ross, I don't know. To rub a phrase from an Oh, well, you wanted us to talk to you. Oh, what's up? Um, thank you for having us on, boys. I'm no, only messing up. No, uh, to rub a yeah. phrase from an Irishman, they're not, they're not there to take part, they're there to take over. We need and, it. Uh, we're not here to take part, we're here to mule everyone. Mule them all. <laughs> there oh, we man. have it. Uh, and, we'll be mule, and we'll be mooling down the strip. He's gonna have to, you're gonna have to hang about. A week, George, for me, because then we can light the strip up. Both, both as a verb and a noun. Yeah, mules We're not gonna, yes. do, we're, but it's we will. Yeah, we're mules, and that's and that's that. George's gonna win by first round knockout, and then do with Jordan Belfort. I'm gonna say, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> uh, guys, thanks a million for coming on the show. It was. Very, very enjoyable, as always. Really, really did. Uh, if you're watching this uh, on all platforms, make sure to like, share, subscribe. Smash that subscribe button. Hit it a right hook for the lads. Uh, really helps us out. And as always, stay, stay energized. Energize, show Up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you're doing... Some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.